0: have debt? Who hasn't? I'm your host, Leanne, and today on Moneda Moves, we're going to talk about Latino and Black-led fintech company Coins, helping users pay off more than $15 million of debt. I speak with Christian Zimmerman, who not only was named a Forbes 30 under 30, but also received $1.5 million in the company's first institutional investment round to expand its platform and double its staff. A huge feat. Zimmerman didn't build coins alone, though, but with help of his co-founder, Nate Washington. Today, we're going to discuss how a pitch turned into a full-fledged company and what it takes to build a team you trust. No te lo quieres perder. Now, your story is so interesting because as I understand uh, to develop the platform, Coins, you didn't wait very long after college to go full into the deep end and build out the platform. So talk to me about how Coins got started and the moment that you decided you were ready to dive in uh, six months after graduation.
1: Yeah. So uh, like six months prior, I was working at a, a startup uh, called Shift Gig, which is like a Chicago-based startup, actually. Um, and so worked there. They had like the first office in Atlanta, kind of like the whole vibe of like startup scene. I never really heard of it prior. Um, always knew I wanted to do my own thing. So I'd studied business management at school. So when I graduated, I switched from Shift Gig to this other startup as their 10th employee, kind of learned all the ins and outs of like what it takes to get something off the ground, what works, what doesn't, sorry if it's loud. Um, And um, from there, yeah, I mean, we all had nicknames at the the company and mine was the plug. Um, So like Atlanta, everyone loves hip hop, I love hip hop. And so that was my nickname, I'll just get things done. And so at the same time, uh, I had come up with this idea for coins, which at the time was called Consolidate. Um, there was this pitch competition called the plug ATL and all my coworkers like you should totally apply with that idea. So I did. I didn't really have anything except for like a landing page and I made top 10. And this was for a hundred thousand dollar pitch competition. So I never pitched, I never presented in front of anyone. I never done any of this. I kind of just and, threw and it you out. You didn't there. have
0: a product when you pitched
1: it. I didn't even have a product either.
0: How did you do it? <laughs>
1: Yeah, so it was a little bit different in the aspect of, like, one, the expectation wasn't so much, wasn't very high. So, like, I didn't expect to even have been selected. Um, So when I got selected, we had about a month to actually showcase the product or what the MVP would have been. So I had about a month to, like, build what I thought would be, like, my MVP, which was a website with a landing page and a video that I built off Fiverr for, like, 35 bucks. So that was, like, my initial MVP. Um, so from there, um, that was, you know, that's as much, that's as far as I'd gotten. So it was kind of tough because I that didn't have much traction, but I tried to use the resources that I could, such as like, I went and spent a little money on ads to show that I had customers that were signing up or at least on a waiting list. So I was able to build a story around what I had and then what it could become versus like, this is what we're selling in that moment.
0: So you deciding to leave the workforce uh, in in a traditional nine to five way and going into the entrepreneurship world was it because you saw this big interest and demand for a product that you had envisioned in your mind?
1: Well, so like it was two it was two sided in the aspect of why I started it, right. It was kind of the why I got pushed, which was this pitch competition and kind of this whole thesis of like, oh, maybe this has legs. And then the other was around that there was a personal pain point that I had coming out of college, first one of my family to graduate and go to college. Um, And so I personally had a whole bunch of credit card debt. And like, you know, I personally had all this burden coming out of college. So like, it was a great thing to know that I had, you know, done something that my parents would be proud of, but it was kind of a worse thing coming out of it and saying, now I have all this debt, how am I going to solve it? And so that was really what I was trying to solve. And so when I saw that was a issue, that it was a problem that it wasn't just I had, I talked to a whole bunch of other people and I did a lot of research, then I was like, maybe there, there's something, there's a business model behind this.
0: So you decided not only am I ready to pay off my own loans, I'm ready to use that model and help other people do it too. In terms of the actual product itself, um, in, in terms of what you offer and the premise of the surface, uh, it takes change to help pay off debt fundamentally, right? Correct so uh, explain that to me is that is that like i go and shop for something at the store and it takes the if, if something costs 9.25 it takes the 75 cents and applies it or how, how does that work how would that work for a user on the platform
1: yeah so how it works is it, it's obviously evolved since then since we've last talked but um how it works is someone signs up they select who they want to make a payment towards right the debt mm-hmm. piece it can be any type of debt credit cards auto loans mortgages student loans and then from there, you select how you want to save throughout the month. So you can do round up. So to your example, you buy a coffee, it's 320, rounds up to four, that 80 cents. Instead of it going directly to the lender, it goes to your coins account, which we hold. And that's happening throughout the month as you're making purchases. And then once per month, we'll bundle all those month, that all that money, all that spare change as an additional payment towards your loan. So instead of your lender seeing, hey, you you made a payment for 80 cents, Typically, we're making payments from fifty to one hundred and fifty dollars on top of whatever your monthly minimum is.
0: Hmm. So, you are paying off your student loan. What other kinds of debts are people paying off on the platform?
1: Yeah, so credit cards is actually our biggest uh, debt type that we actually facilitate. So, student loans is our second biggest, but stu- uh, credit cards is our, our biggest, especially now. A lot of people have used credit cards to either max out or to like help with like, you know, one-off uh, expenses. Um, And so credit cards typically is our entry point, as well as the biggest debt that we're facilitating uh, payments towards. But we see people make payments towards auto loans, mortgages, mortgages obviously is a big one. And then even like just ancillary ones, like (laughs) medical bills, uh, taxes, things like that.
0: And you, uh, I, I think it's important to look at it through the lens of who you are. First gen, also first of your family to attend college. Uh, what are the observations and similarities across your user base or is it all over the place? Is, are there trends in your demographic?
1: Um, Yeah. I mean, I think it depends on like uh, where we're targeting. So like more more times than not, it's in the large cities. So high populated areas where we're seeing a lot more activity with their debit or credit cards Um, from a demographic standpoint, 25 to 34. So I'm 27. So (laughs) our, our sweet spot is like my age range. And one of the things we saw is, yeah, most of them are coming out of college, same problems, right? You have student loans, but then you probably have auto loans. You probably have credit card debt. Um, You're trying to buy a home. So you're trying to reduce all of these things so that you can get to that next level in life to buy a home to start your career. Um, And so that's typically why we're seeing customers sign up and kind of the demographic behind them. it's from a male to female perspective um it's typically male versus female or it's 60 40 split I, I would say um and i think it's just because you know most guys want to solve things on their own whereas um, females are more open to learning and then also applying what they're learning to hold themselves accountable <laughs> where mm-hmm. we need a little more help
0: i see i see so, so, so interesting, first of all, uh, to, to, to see that this is like a super useful product. And another thing to see, like you are actually have proof of concept. I imagine that having a partner played some role in this. So uh, talk to us about how you met your partner, Nate Washington, and how you decided to make him a business partner and him to yeah. you. Likewise, both ways.
1: <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so Nate and I uh, kind of, we started, so we met r- starting coins actually so you know typically everyone's like you, you know you work you start something with your best friend or you start something with like a close friend or um even family member like uh, one of the things for me is like I don't know. My parents always taught me like don't mix business with friends or close friends or family. So like that's kind of always been a thing that I've done. Granted, we're good. We're very close friends, best friends now. But then we met literally to start business. So like we met at a networking event literally called Co-Founders Lab. So I was I'd already started the idea. And I after this pitch competition, as I mentioned, I only got so far. And like, I you know, long story short, I'd never won that, but it gave me the drive to continue going. And my next step was like, I need to find a co-founder. I need to find someone with technical background or I need to find a development shop. So I was looking at all three and, you know, Nate actually ended up just overhearing uh, my conversation and we just hit it off really well. Um, And one of the things that, you know, made me kind of gravitate towards him or want him as my co-founder was the fact that as I was kind of vetting him, he was vetting me. And I was like, I don't know how to code so like I knew what I needed to code if it were to be built I just didn't know how to build it and so I was talking to a dev shop and he literally had built it before I went to meet with them and that's why I was like that's when I knew I was like okay you have the same drive as me that's willing to kind of put in the work to make something out of nothing and so that I think that's kind of why we work really well together you know I always tell people I'm like lucky just because you don't typically meet someone and just hit it off really well
0: but you did have the intention, you were at a co-founders lab, what yeah. <laughs> kind of, I, I think that that's super important, uh, you know, in the fintech space, which you stand in, you see a lot, of, um, a lot of founders, especially when it comes to people of color, there's just like not a lot of people in, in fintech building product. Um, so it's super important, I think, to talk about partnerships and how you find a good partner right? You, you said how um, you don't mix business with friends. What are some of your other kind of rules uh, when it comes to finding a partner or perhaps even building a team? Um,
1: I think it's a great question. The, the biggest thing that I, I see and, you know, I think it's just a part of human nature is you let emotions drive actions. Um, so, you know, things can be said that aren't meant or actions can be made without um, really thinking things through. Um, and so one of the things when we first met was that if at any given point, we, we catch ourselves doing, you know, doing things or saying things that you know, are like slashing towards the other person, let's just step back and then figure out how we make this work. Because you know, one of the biggest reasons companies don't work out is because co-founders end up not working out. Um, and it's like a marriage, right? If it's like a marriage, at least for me, you should learn how to work through things because it's not always going to be pretty. It's not always going to be your way or the highway. It's compromise. It's figuring out how to make things work through thick and thin. Um, and I think that's, that's been one of the biggest things over a test of time and tests of like our growth, you know, our own character and how we, how we grow um, as, as co-founders, obviously as friends now too.
0: So in terms of where you are, you guys have come a long way in a short. uh, How many years? Four years, if even.
1: Yeah. So this is this is the fourth year.
0: Four years. So after four years of this partnership, where do you see? um, Where's the company right now, and where do you see it going? Um, Obviously, the thirty under thirty is a great. Recognition of what you do, but it's also a market signal, right? It, it means you're you're heading in a certain kind of direction. Um, I'm sure you you've still been um, raising. Um, where are you guys right now, and where are you headed in terms of growth?
1: Yeah, so I mean, it's been crazy. Like obviously with COVID, you know, things were slowed down. We kind of had to just kind of push, put things on on like the back burner, and figure out what is it we're gonna do, how we're gonna plan for the next eighteen months um and honestly I think it's probably one of the best things that has happened to the business because we had to take like two steps back to move like three to five steps forward um so yeah to your point like obviously the Forbes 30 and 30 has been amazing give much recognition around the impact that we continue to make for our consumers but from a growth standpoint yeah we I mean I think we're did by end of the year um, which is like two weeks <laughs> we'll be closer to have hidden over 20 million dollars it was just like 15 million dollars worth of debt paid off for our consumers uh, we're getting closer to like 100k mark of like just overall consumers that have used our platform at any given time um, so we're the impact numbers are there and with that we're also we we actually just finalized a fundraise like through the midst of all of the uh the pandemic which is exciting as well so it's nice to finish the year off with that. So 2021 is really focused just on execution and growth. Um, And so this time next year, our goal is to kind of be back in the driver's seat and dictating a lot of where we're going to continue to grow from a kind of a product standpoint.
0: And curious, is any of that in the financial education realm? I know you guys have a a kind of education tab in your website, but will that go further?
1: Yeah, I mean, one of the things that we've learned is automation only goes so far when you're talking about financial wellness and kind of just uh, achieving whatever financial goals. It's specifically around debt. Investments, you can't automate, right, because you're trying to just help your money grow. But when you're paying off debt, it really takes two other things, which is education and accountability. Um, and so those are two things that we're definitely going to be doubling down on in 2021.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic to hear. And I think that there's an appetite for it, right? Uh, If anything, this year, um, the lack of financial security that some communities experience has showed that it's super important to be able to understand um, what your your alternatives are and how to build a a nest of sorts so you are protected. Um, Exactly. When users are using your platform, not only this year, but in the future, what kind of learnings and learned behaviors do you want them to take away? You mentioned accountability several times.
1: Yeah, the biggest, uh, yeah, I think I'll use that word very heavily just because um, our, our whole, the reason we built the product and the reason I, I, I wanted to build this product in the very beginning was that um, the argument everyone can make is like, I can make a payment towards my debt on my own but most people don't like the credit systems is always kind of programmed it to just make your monthly minimums. So that one, you're not, you're just paying what you need to pay to get by and everyone's trying to live above their means. So if we are able to build in automation to hold you accountable so that when you aren't feeling that uh, motivated to pay down the debt, because it is going to make a bigger impact down the line, we're there to do that for you. And so we want to help people really uh, understand that the ramifications of not, you know, paying off debt faster than later um, is going to really like hurt yourself in the future. Right. I'm trying to buy a house right now. And, you know, it's been like a very big learning process for me. It's obviously exciting because like I have a financial wellness uh, product. And I, the reason I did it is like now, like I'm, I'm in a much better position. Like I don't have to worry about, you know, debt to income ratios or like how much you need to put down. Like these are all things that we've educated ourselves on. And those are things that we want to continue to help our, our consumers with as well.
0: Yeah, no, I, th- I think we're seeing an era too um, where it's super important for the customers and the clients of the product, the users of the product to be able to relate with what the company stands for. And in part, those are the founders and that is the CEO. So I can't think of a more kind of like full circle um, kind of approach than mm-hmm. for the person who has been educated themselves and understands where other people are coming from, where, how, how tall the learning curve can be uh, to then provide that service to others who need it as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I always try to put myself in a dry receipt, uh, as, as well as with our consumers. So, you know, we're, we're educating and creating content, like, for the most part, I try to be as active in there. Because one, I want you to obviously understand that we're, we're coming from a place where we've been there and done that. And we want to help educate and give that knowledge.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Christian, again, congratulations on the recognition. Totally deserved. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing all the growth that coins us to do in the coming years.
1: Thank you so much. It's good catching up.